What's up, Citywide? I'm your host, Philip Patrick, and each episode I'll bring you the latest news, initiatives, and stories from around the system of people who are living our values and spreading the ripple. Welcome to Ripple On! Welcome, my friends, to episode 9 of Ripple On. Normally, I start each episode by going over franchise anniversaries, and I'll get to those here in a little bit. But I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to talk about something that's been weighing pretty heavily on my mind. Around six months ago, I had the honor of having Jennifer and Addison Slansky on my show to talk about memorial scholarships they created after the passing of TJ Slansky. This interview had a pretty profound impact on me. I was blown away by the poise and grace they both showed in not only sharing their story, but in how they had created something positive out of such adversity. Sadly, last month, we lost Jennifer. When we talk about this concept of spreading a ripple and positively impacting those around us, Jennifer was it. She was a friend, a mentor, one hell of a salesperson, and most importantly, she was dearly loved by her team and, of course, by her family. My thoughts and prayers are with the Portland team, her daughter Addison, and the rest of her family, friends, and peers. Jennifer's legacy will continue to ripple on. Now, I think Jennifer would be excited to celebrate those franchise anniversaries with us. First, we have Westchester with three years. Nassau at four years, Southwest Connecticut at five years, Milwaukee at eight years, Michigan at nine years, Chicago at 11 years, Tampa Bay at 13 years, South Florida at 14 years, and Columbus at an incredible 19 years. Happy anniversary to all those locations and their employees, and thank you for helping make Citywide what it is today. Now, this month's strategic marketing theme is value. What I think is really interesting about this theme is that when people think about value, sometimes they tend to associate it with being the cheapest. We know that with Citywide, our unique value proposition is not that we are the cheapest, or that we clean the best, or even that our toilets shine the brightest. Nope. Our UVP is that we represent the client. So when issues come up when servicing an account, as they sometimes do, clients know that we have their best interests in mind and that we sit on the same side of the table as them. If you're looking for ways that you can articulate our value, check out this month's How Can We Help Influence campaign titled Value Plus Supplies. You'll also find a couple of blogs on GoCitywide.com. The first of which is called The Value of Purchasing Quality Supplies, and the other is called The Value Citywide Brings to Its Clients. Great work, as always, from our marketing department. All right, welcome everybody. Our guests, and that's right, multiple guests this month on Ripple On are going to be our BDC team. 
So the BDC team here at the office, I want to go over some pretty impressive stats that they have. And these are numbers through August, but looking at the August highlights, they had 74 JS appointments, 31 other services appointments. They did 58,000 in JS sales from those appointments and 4,200 in other sales from those appointments. So really awesome job. And again, our monthly theme this month is value. And so I think this would be a really good opportunity to highlight our business development center all the work that Sherry and her team are doing. And so we'll go around and I'll just kind of have everybody introduce yourself. Jeff Taylor, I cover Memphis, Tennessee and the whole state of Delaware. My name is Victoria Rudy and I cover the North Bay, California area and the Southern New England area. My name is Ellen Sherlock. I've been with Citywide for just under two years now. I've supported the Central Maryland Territory, Greater Philadelphia, Columbia, and now we're just entering a new market with Fort Wayne. Very cool. Uh, And we're also joined by Clarissa. Clarissa, go ahead and introduce yourself again. I'm Clarissa Mershman. I've been here for seven, eight, nine months, and um, I service about 25 locations. I won't run through all of them, but yeah, and I do social media for the BDC. Very cool. That's my main focus. So uh, Clarissa's going to kind of co-host with me today. You guys sent us some feedback, and you definitely preferred hearing her voice to my own. So I uh, decided to start mixing that in a little bit there. Uh, I want to start with you, Victoria. So I heard from Sherry that you are like the master of getting past those pesky gatekeepers out there. So talk to me a little bit about how you've had so much success um, and what kind of things you're doing to, to get past those gatekeepers. Yeah, so I definitely try to do that, obviously it being the first line of defense that usually we face when trying to get new appointments or new contracts. Um, My first thing that I typically will try to do as much as possible is make them feel like they're the person I'm reaching when like they're not. Kind of just making them feel important almost, I guess, as somebody who's probably just sitting there answering phone calls all day and then having to transfer. I, you know, try to make sure I'm asking them how their day's going. Um, I'll try to throw in um, something along the lines of, you know, like if I don't know the name of the direct person that I need, I will try to throw in that they might be the person I need, knowing nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times, they're not the person I need. I can tell that makes them feel like, oh, they at least like gave me a chance to see if I could help them first. Um, and I get a lot of good response from that. Um, overall, that well, that's, yeah, that's the main thing I do. And then a lot of times when I have a gatekeeper that is really trying to play hardball and really trying to push that, you know, I mean, one times I had somebody say, that they don't do building maintenance, like just that's what they said. We don't do that. And I knew that that was false. Even if there was somebody else and it was a landlord, like somebody does building maintenance somewhere. And so I kind of just push and I kind of just like, by no means do I make them feel like they don't know what they're talking about, but I will like hit them with a question of, okay, so you don't have anybody that takes out your trash at night. Like I'll go with the like most minuscule task that we can sometimes help with to kind of bring them because a lot of times a gatekeeper has no idea that there really is somebody who handles bigger things so I start with like a lot of smaller things to kind of get on you know their level of information that they have and that can typically and sometimes I can tell that they transfer me just because I'm being annoying but then sometimes I'll find the person I need because of that and I'm like see that's why I pushed you so yeah those are my main things that I do Well, thanks, Victoria. That's awesome. 
more information than I would have known about, you know, how to get through to a gatekeeper. It's always interesting to hear about what you guys do and how that can also benefit the BDC as a whole and you guys to each other. So thanks for sharing. Owen, I know that you are a huge email guy within the BDC and you've been doing a lot with email marketing. Do you want to share a little bit about what you've been working on? So, uh, yeah, I'm a big believer in that the BDC brings a lot of value through uh, our email efforts, um, whether that be through influence, email marketing, um, or, you know, personal emails, as well as, um, you know, just biweekly newsletters um, and things of that nature. So, but for me, Zoom Intent is my best friend. Um, That's where I get majority of my decision maker emails. Um, But sometimes... Um, it's tough to find the correct decision maker or you can't find their uh, email or get an email from the gatekeeper. Um, so you kind of got to go out there and do some hunting. So yeah, just search on Zoom info, gather the uh, decision maker's contact information. Um, basically any contact like a plant manager, maintenance director, general and office managers, um, and even controllers too. I find often that when I am struggling to find the decision maker's email, I can just ask an office manager. Controllers will help you out. Other ways I, you know, find decision makers' contact information is through, uh, you know, staff directories. Certain industries, uh, for example, like the school industry and the auto industry, you can often find the Meet Our Team tabs or our staff directory tabs on their website. So you can gather email addresses through there as well. So uh, you just kind of got to get creative when you're struggling to find the correct person. So, um, yeah. Awesome. So as we kind of move forward in time, right, we've kind of gone from you've got some folks that are traditionally more phone-based, but we are finding that a lot of our respondents and a lot of our prospects out there they do prefer to be reached by the email. So it's awesome that you, you both are kind of mixing up those techniques, reaching people in a couple different ways. One thing that I don't think is that easy to teach, but I think, Jeff, you do particularly well, is building rapport with your different prospects that you have out there. So talk to me about some of those techniques that you use to, um, when I worked for Sprint, we used to call this, and Sherry's nodding because she knows, we used to call this making a five minute friend. And it sounds like kind of a cliche little topic, but I think that's exactly like when you've got somebody that's doing prospecting, that's a great skill to have. So talk to me about how you go about making those five minute friends. Yeah. Um, it actually all started when I first started here just over, or just under a year ago, I never thought I'd get into like sales and making cold calls and prospecting. And, uh, once I found out how that all that worked, I started building relationships with people around the office and asking them questions and see how they did it. They give me feedback, and I kind of took that with a grain of salt, and I ran with it. I don't want to sound like I'm selling something because those gatekeepers are pushing away people all day long. We're happy. We're fine. We're good. We don't need you. But if you go in there with the right mindset, like, hey, they're sitting there taking phone calls all day. How can you help them out but not sound like you're selling? So when I go and talk to somebody... Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm not saying this is citywide right away. This is Jeff. Is Dave available or whoever I need to speak to? So I'm just trying to make sure that they feel like they're important enough to like, hey, I'm not calling you for a sales thing. I'm calling you to talk to somebody and not be in your way kind of thing. And that kind of also leads back here to the office. I try to like talk to people as much as I can. And like I said, build rapport and they help me out. Tell me to be successful here at Citywide. 
Awesome. And I can go ahead and vouch for Jeff here. Jeff is uh, one of the people that I talk to probably on a daily basis. And so you're, you've actually been a good inspiration for me to actually get out of my office, go and, you know, wave at people, smile at people. You don't want to be perceived as that person that just sits there and, uh, you know, it can't interact with people. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, great information there. Sorry, Victoria just gave me like a weird hand signal. So I'm Trying to figure I'm just out. the person that sits in her office and doesn't necessarily get out. I'm the opposite of what you're saying. I'm like, well, that's me. That's awesome. I like talking to people. I do. I just don't typically get out and do it. And when I'm also known as the office cheerleader, whenever somebody gets appointments or something good happens in the BDC, we had Annalise just had a $10,000 sale on Columbia. I was away from the office, but I still checked into the office. I called somebody and I cheered. I was excited and Mm-hmm. gave good feedback and that just makes me feel good that BDC is very successful and it's very important so we can definitely hear it when you all uh celebrate those successes I, I like you, our little shakers you got and... shakers we need to get you guys a gong I think that'd be that'd be pretty Ooh, cool that'd be oh crazy <laughs> I was gonna say are people aware of what goes on in the BDC whenever there is an appointment scheduled because you can hear it throughout the entire office for about 30 seconds and everyone just kind of goes, yeah, and it's then like silently it just quiets back down. And then, you know, an hour or 30 minutes or two minutes later, it just happens all over again. Yeah, we definitely think uh, we try to keep things exciting um, and uh, keep that energy up in our office. Um, and just having that competitive factor going on between the team just um, continues to keep everyone, you know, pushing themselves to do better. And kind of circling to the value thing of what this month is about is just like for me personally, like I feel valued by my teammates almost when that is how we do that environment. It like makes me like even the days that I do typically work from home or whatever, I have a cowbell that like I'll do for like myself. And I just like secretly know like if I type in that I got an appointment, like I know that noise is happening 20 minutes down the highway back at the office. So it's just fun. I feel valued when that happens. What a great way to have fun, guys. I think that uh, what you're doing out there is really special. Um, Clarissa, you're going to go ahead and wrap us up today. Let's talk about some of the cool things you're doing with social media. So to recap, so far we've heard about what we're doing on the phone. We heard about what we're doing in email. We've talked about how we build connections with the prospects. Uh, Clarissa, you kind of put a nice little bow on everything, and you present materials that um, you know we can have out there client facing and and hopefully kind of recruit different customers that way. So talk to me about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with me also communicating with the different BDSs as well and kind of learning from them and talking about people that we have a location in common with is a great resource, Um, especially whenever there are 25. I think that's my number right now. It kind of fluctuates, but I think that the biggest thing with creating content for locations you aren't in is building a connection with people that you might never meet. Um, I have had the pleasure of getting to meet some franchisees, um, even in my short time here, and it's just like the craziest thing ever. You get to finally connect with them and see them face to face. But it's really been about how we can have open lines of communication always talk about, you know, what opportunities there are and what they can, you know, start to think about differently so that they can use things they're already doing in their office to sell citywide as a whole. So that's really what my main focus has been um, with franchisees 
is really just valuing them as a location, knowing that they're individuals and that none of my two locations are the same at all. So really showing that and using that to sell citywide altogether. Very cool. So I do want to take a second and just thank you all for taking some time out of your day to talk to me about this today. Um, I hope that if you're listening today, you've gotten some value out of some of these best practices. And if you're maybe a franchisee out there that could benefit from somebody that's awesome at getting past the gatekeeper or somebody that's awesome at sending out emails or somebody that's awesome at making connections or creating great social media content, please consider the Business Development Center. Reach out to Sherry. If there's anything they can do to help you all, I know that they would be really glad to do that for you. And I think that the results that we have so far really speak for themselves. So um, again, thank you guys for your time and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. All righty. My next guest on Ripple On is the IT project manager, Tasha Winslow. Tasha, welcome. Thanks, Phil. This is my second time on the podcast today. My goal is to reach frequent flyer status like Nicole. You got to get you the punch card like Nicole has, uh, like they had at the Subways back in the day, like the Subway sandwich shop. Yes, I look forward to that. Yeah, we'll get you hooked up with that. So uh, what's new in the IT world? Well, I have many updates to share from the IT department today, starting off the latest on what's happening with email migration. We started migrating users at franchise locations earlier in the week. Users will be notified when their migration is done. You might be wondering, what will be different once the migration is complete? Well, you will now have access to those historical emails prior to July 28th when we changed email providers. When the migration is done, you may see some duplicate emails in some of your folders. There will be instructions sent for how to clean those up. Um, and other exciting news, we have a new financial reporting, budgeting, and forecasting system called Solver that will launch later in October. It will replace Jet Reports, but don't worry, both will run in parallel for a little while, and more information will be coming out about that. In other news, uh, Nicole and Claire will be attending the Community Summit next week. This conference brings together thousands of Microsoft Dynamics users across industries for educational sessions to hear about best practices, tips, and processes used by other subject matter experts. So we're excited to see what they learn. And then just lastly, as a reminder, the following activities are occurring this month. Uh, The BC monthly accounting calls on the 20th. In this meeting, we're going to review the changes made to the 1099s and answering questions related to that. Also, our next system upgrade is scheduled for the 23rd. And finally, on the 27th, we have another monthly Power BI call that you won't want to miss. Uh, watch your email for more information about all of those upcoming events. And that is all for this month in IT. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by, Tasha. Um, always great to have you uh, and uh, get those IT updates. Great. Thank you. Thanks. All righty. My next guest on Ripple On regularly beats me at disc golf and... Um, even though that's frustrating, uh, he's still a pretty cool guy. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for the folks out there that may not be familiar with you? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm Chris Onan, marketing specialist here at the Support Center. I specialize in email marketing, but take on a, a, quite a few more roles than that in the marketing department. Very cool. So, Chris, one of the things I enjoy about this podcast is I get to talk to a lot of different people, and we talk about 
kind of our mission statement and that spreading a positive ripple. And I think you do a good job of that. So tell me in your own words, what do you think spreading a ripple means um, to you personally? Yeah, for me personally, spreading a ripple is being helpful to others. I try to be helpful as much in the work environment as I can. And then outside of work, trying to put myself in positions where I can help others in my neighborhood or in the community when I see that they need some extra help. Awesome. So kind of unlike some of our previous guests, I don't have you on the show today for maybe like a single thing that you've done, but just that whenever there's kind of a volunteer opportunity that pops up for the home office, I constantly see that you're always out there, you're involved, showing up in those pictures, you're kind of doing some of those volunteer things out there. So what's been kind of your experience in those volunteering opportunities? And then, you know, what have been some of your highlights or kind of your key takeaways from taking part in some of those opportunities? Sure. Well, I think, first of all, that citywide here at the corporate office does a great job of setting those events up for employees to be a part of. It's great that every month we know that there will be some type of volunteer or donation drive that's going to go on that, if time permits, that we can be involved in. So that's something that I haven't seen in companies before. So it's great that the ability is there for us to become involved in, in more activities. And then personally for me, I just try to be involved in as much as I can. I realize that outside of the office, things and and time is is pretty busy. So just that they are able to set that up for us, I try to take advantage of it as much as possible. Do you have maybe one that kind of stuck out to you as a favorite or one that was particularly impactful for you? Sure. Um, So the last one that I was a part of was in September of this year. It was Harvesters, which is a food. They actually deliver food to the food banks. So they're kind of a distribution center. Help in the community is something that's really important to me. It's something that my family and I also donate to outside of work. So it's, it's always kind of been something that we've been interested in, in helping others that need some more assistance in in just sustaining their families on a daily basis. And specifically for harvesters, the program's set up well. They have a lot of visitors that come in to help out. And so they're ready for you. Um, They were ready for us when we came in. They had specific jobs for us to do. It was a lot of sorting items and boxing items to go out to individual food pantries so that they could be easily distributed. So it's not a job that maybe is something that a lot of other people can't do, but they need the extra help and manpower to actually get the work done. Sure. Uh, The other thing I like about kind of doing these segments is I get to have you sort of issue a challenge for someone out there, maybe in our office or maybe in the system, Uh, could be, you know, anybody really, but who would you challenge to spread a ripple of their own? Yeah, I think that... The way that we're set up here is that we have a goal as a company internally to meet a thousand hours each each year. Um, And so I just think that each individual franchise should be able to set some some type of goal for themselves. 
Obviously, some franchises have more employees than other, but I think make it a realistic goal and try to get out there in each and every community that Citywide's in and just spread the ripple to the degree that you guys can. Sure. And I think, you know, one thing to add to that is tell us about it when you do it. Um, You know, I I think a lot of people, we we don't like to really kind of beat our chest about the things that we do and make a big deal about it, especially if we feel like, you know, we're, we're doing something that maybe we ought to be doing anyway. But we love hearing these stories of people going out there and doing great things in the community. So um, if you have those stories, you know, reach out to either marketing or reach out to myself and we'll be happy to kind of highlight those. And maybe that'll be a sort of a motivation for others uh, to go out there and do great things as well. Yeah, I think Citywide U is a great place for that. Uh, you can definitely share your own stories there. But then also we, from the corporate side, post those on social media um, when we are out in the community. And it does really well for us for engagement on all the social media platforms. So I really suggest that individual locations do that as well. Uh, anything else you want to talk about today? Anything else you want to, you want to wrap up on? Uh, I think that's pretty much it for volunteering. I just think that should all just look out for people that need help in our communities and in our offices and be the best stewards of citywide that we can be. Very cool. Well, thank you for being on the show today, Chris. Uh, glad to finally get you on and, and get some of your thoughts on, uh, you know, volunteering and some of the great things we're doing out there. Thanks for having me. Hope to be back. All right. Thanks. All right, everyone, that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, if you have good news to share, please send it to me at cwpodcasts at gocitywide.com. Until next time, keep positively impacting those around you, and ripple on, my friends. <laughs>